You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Sixers fans, welcome to a new episode of Sixers in Six. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. A tough loss for Philly after winning three in a row. Sixers end up going down 121-111 to the Washington Wizards. Second half of a back-to-back. Uh, this game was a little bit weird right from the start. We knew that Joel Embiid wasn't going to be playing due to a non-COVID illness. No word yet on when he's going to be back in the game. But DeAnthony Melton also out. So you're basically missing two of your top six with Melton basically being the sixth man throughout the beginning of the season and, and well-earned so far, let's be honest. If anything does happen in the starting lineup where you're you're missing one of those guys, likely going to see Melton get that spot as we have before. But Doc interestingly went with Matisse Steibel in this one who got some run, only played 16 minutes, but defensively still pretty sound, does, does what he does best. Or he was a plus for the game, one of only two Sixers to finish as a plus in the plus-minus category. I'm going to jump into the other guy who did that, and talk about maybe why he didn't get some minutes. But uh, this game really a sleepy one. Uh, maybe the Sixers are looking ahead to the Phillies game, which is going on as I record this right now. Of course, game four of the World Series at CBP. But looking at this, a weird one for the Sixers, right? They were really out of it early on in the first quarter. They were down 31-25, shot just 42.9% over the first 12 minutes. And then they started to get going a little bit in the second half, or second quarter, pardon me. They were down 47-35, went on a 9-0 run. That got them back within three. And coincidentally, that coincided with Paul Reed, who finally got some minutes in the second quarter. The team went on a 7-0 run when he stepped onto the court, uh, ended up making that nine after a timeout. He scored his first bucket there on a big dunk as well. And that brought the Sixers back into the game. They were only down six at the break. But, of course, we never saw Paul Reed again. And, again, Doc's lineups in this one, a little bit precarious, given the fact that, hey, of course, you know what? You don't have Joel Embiid, who's your anchor on the back end as the rim protector. You don't have DeAnthony Melton. James Harden had to leave the game for a bit in the fourth quarter. He did return, though. Uh, what looks like he was dealing with some foot or ankle issues again, though, uh, did end up getting back in the game. But weird to see Paul Reed not check back in because he is athletic uh again still has issues with fouling although he's a lot better than that at that now this year than he was last season but looking at him he played six minutes one of three from the field two points two rebounds an O board in there as well and he had an assist and so he's at least doing something as opposed to Montrose Harrell who played twice the amount that Paul Reed did finished with zero points a minus nine just one rebound so again Doc this has been an issue and I mentioned this on the post game pod I did last week that this is going to be an issue throughout the season. And anytime the Sixers lose a game like this, Doc is going to be questioned, right? Because Washington did a great job of picking out George Niang. They were going against him in a pick and roll, trying to get the switches, and basically were able to exploit that throughout the game. And then there was times where Harrell was the back line of the defense, where, again, not exactly Montrezl Harrell's strength to be a rim protector. He plays below the rim. He's strong. He's solid. 
but not exactly going to put any fear into the opposition when they're driving to the hole. And you look around at what happened in this game. Chris Tapps Porzingis was great. He had 30 points and nine boards for the Wiz. Uh, Bradley Beal, of course, did his thing. He had 29 points in this one, too. So those two stars really carried the Wizards in this game, whereas for the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey did his thing. He had 32. James Harden looked pretty good overall, 24 points and 10 assists. But uh, again, not encouraging with what Doc's doing. The Sixers are now back below 500, sitting at four and five on the season after that three-game run. So again, we're going to see where this team's at 11 games from now. If at the 20-game mark, they're sitting at 8-12 and 12 or 9-11, God forbid that happens. Uh, I've mentioned this before. The pressure is going to be on Doc to be let go like that's it he's you can't do that with this amount of talent on the team and even though you're missing Joel and DeAnthony Melton you want to put your guys in a position to succeed and I just don't think again he did that which we've seen many times throughout Doc's tenure with the Sixers another thing that really came to play here besides the rotations and I think that obviously had an impact on the defense the Sixers have actually been pretty good at giving up points in the paint coming into this game they were giving up the fourth fewest at 42.3 in the entire league, but they got killed tonight. And again, that's part and parcel with Joel not being in the lineup, not having a rim protector. The Wizards scored 68 points in the paint. That's absurd. That is a ridiculous number when you consider Utah, the teams that gives up the most, is at 57. So on average per game. So you look at what uh, happened in this one, and Doc actually talked about that a little bit during the post-game press conference. Exploited our switches a lot tonight. They uh, they moved the ball. They they shot 58 percent basically from the field. And they made some tough shots. I will say that. Uh, but defensively, we we did not have great energy tonight. Um, you could see it from the start of the game. Uh, Bill was way too comfortable all night. Uh, Persingos was comfortable all night, uh, and it fed off of that. Even down the stretch, I mean, we gave uh, uh, I think it was Kuzma their shot. You're not gonna win games like that. So he's right in that sense that, yeah, defensively you can't have those kind of efforts. The guys did look lethargic and lazy. So, I mean, I'll give Doc a bit of a pass on that one, not just completely blaming the lineup choices. But even when you're shorthanded, you got to come up with ways to, to win games. And, and I think this is going to be really the focal point over the first 20 games for the Sixers is how is Doc going to deploy his lineups? Is he going to be able to find the right chemistry between some of the new players and some of the old ones? We're seeing Matisse wiggle his way back into the rotation. Shake Milton got some minutes tonight uh, on top of Daniel House, who struggling to shoot the ball. Once again, he's been a good addition defensively, but three of three 10 from the field. Um, looks like he's struggling to find his footing. So maybe we're going to start seeing Shake and, and Matisse kind of get more of a role in, instead of the newcomer house who's averaging 16 minutes a game unfortunately shooting 40 percent uh below 30 from three so again they need more from him as well but not going to really harp too much on this game as i've said before the sky's not falling even at four and five you look at the fact that the sixers are going to have a bit of a easier schedule i would say coming up here in the next a uh, week and a half or so. They got the Knicks on Friday. Phoenix will be a tough one on Monday at home, a back-to-back -back against Atlanta. Utah was obviously a surprise so far in the NBA, although everybody expecting that team to come back down to earth before they get into a tough stretch again uh, with Milwaukee, Minnesota. Then you got the struggling Nets. Ben Simmons return on November 22nd before finishing up with Charlotte, Orlando, Orlando, Atlanta. So again, going to have some opportunities here to rack up some wins. Have to see a little bit better effort on the defensive end. Definitely have to see some more from the coaching. But we've been talking about that for the last few seasons now. So 
Uh, that's something to keep an eye on here. Again, the Sixers sitting at four and five on the season, lost a pretty listless affair, although let's be honest, everybody in the city much more looking forward to game four between the Phillies and the Astros. That'll do it for this episode. The Gastro Crew will be back on Thursday. Uh, Sean and Dave will be on the post game on Friday when they take on the Knicks. As I mentioned, always don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us wherever you get your fix. And of course, check us out online at libertyballers.com. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.